0: hello and welcome to a latter day family podcast i'm todd michael
1: i'm amber michael
0: and we endorse this podcast
1: (laughs) yes we do wholeheartedly (laughs)
0: And we also endorse ourselves for candidate for any office.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> I was <laughs>
0: really disappointed that any idiot could have ran for governor and I didn't do it. That's such a missed opportunity. No. I'm really sad that I didn't run. <laughs> it was I not. could have had my face in there and said some stupid thing. Would have been awesome.
1: We have like... No free time every day.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have had to campaign or become the governor. No,
1: well, you run. would have to do something like put in papers. You probably had and... to have
0: some type of signatures or something. Probably. I don't know what the requirements are, but judging by how many morons were in there, it couldn't have been yeah. too high of a threshold.
1: Yeah, what was the one guy? What do
0: you say? Uh, yeah, it's like I want to say His "giddy whole... up," but it wasn't. It wasn't it was... that? <laughs> it was yeah, it's just one, one phrase. Yes, I don't remember. All right, we can look it up later. Say it in a future episode. There you go. Anyhow, today we are talking about that and the seventh article of faith, (laughs) which reads, we believe in the gift of tongues, prophecy, revelation, visions, healing, interpretation of tongues, and so forth.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Excited to talk about that so forth (laughs) later on. Very (laughs) important gospel principle. (laughs) So this feels at face value like another one of those, well, of course we believe in those things. Why wouldn't we believe in those things? Yeah. But what made it stand out to me was when I started thinking about how what we believe differs so much from either what the world believes or what other religions believe about all of those things.
1: Yeah. You take it for granted. Yes. I feel like especially when you are raised in the church. I don't know about if everybody does, but... Yeah. It's hard for us to say because we were both born and raised in the church.
0: You were born you know, and lived born inside of old. a church?
1: <laughs> you know what I mean.
0: I know what you mean, but that but, phrase always strikes me I know. as funny. I don't know how else to say it. I
1: know. That's why I paused. I was like, there's got to be a better way to phrase this. And I was like, I give up. But born in the covenant? Too tired. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any other experience to go off of, but. These are a lot of things that I have taken for granted. Some of it stood out a little more on my mission because you get to see, like, what other people think of in terms of many of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, healings or, I mean, like, there were, there were churches in the South that actually were the, like, Pentecostal mm-hmm. thinking they're speaking in tongues, but they're just going, like. <laughs> yeah. Just saying nonsense, but claiming they're speaking in tongues. Yeah. Um, and there were like the snake dancing, mm-hmm. you know, crowds and things like that, as far as like healing. Yeah. Thinking that, that that was how you demonstrate healing. It wasn't a priesthood blessing or like, I got sick mm-hmm. and people prayed over me and I got better. It was like, I'm going to go out of my way to dance with serpents, hoping that I get yeah. bit. Or I'm going to intentionally drink snake poison and then show that God can heal me. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> we don't believe in that. No, you don't. And we don't respect those who do.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: <hopefully. laughs> Um,
1: I mean, when I say that I take it for, I mean, like, of course we know those things. It's not like I'm taking it for granted necessarily not thinking about it. I know a lot of like, ex members and things like that like to say like you just believe whatever you're taught and you never yeah. question it and you never think about it. But all those things are things that are constantly things I study about.
0: Yeah. And and rely on and benefit rely from. on
1: and test out yeah. and use.
0: So but it's more take for granted like you forget that it's not common.
1: Yeah. It's not like something I'm like, oh I have to exhibit huge amounts of faith in the unknown in order for these things to exist in my life. Yeah. It's like I do have that faith built up in those things.
0: Because they're familiar. Yeah. All right. Let's go one by one and uh, talk about each of these a little bit. So we believe in the gift of tongues. Have you ever had the gift of tongues?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> Me neither.
0: <laughs> I would love to hear someone who, I mean, the most common application is foreign speaking missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard them talk about that of like, you know, learning the language much faster or Mm -hmm. struggling and then praying and then having a much easier time with it. Those types of things, which I absolutely believe I've just never experienced it personally. Mm -hmm. So I can't really say I had one experience where I was with a Spanish speaking elder on exchanges and he was teaching a lesson and I really wanted to participate so I in the moment prayed that I could better understand what was being said and I didn't understand word for word Mm -hmm. but I understood what everyone was saying like I could perceive Mm -hmm. the topic and the the meaning and what they were expressing Mm -hmm. as they were going back and forth that was more like the interpretation of tongues Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to speak any better Spanish than my very limited I grew up in California Spanish, yeah. yeah, but it was cool. It was a cool experience. It was very much like it was spirit communicating rather than the mm. words communicating. Yeah. But other than that, nope, I don't have much experience, but I'm grateful that it exists. Yeah. I mean, I I've taken real.
1: plenty of language classes, but I never had that experience because it was just more from like an epic academic perspective or like, right. like for practical use. Right. Not as
0: much for like. Like with a purpose or a need. Or... Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was one was just because I had to take it to get my degree. Right. And the other one was just because I thought it would be fun.
0: Well, don't you think, though, that that kind of makes sense in terms of all spiritual gifts? Like, mm-hmm. they're not just a parlor trick that God's like, go ahead and pick yeah, exactly. one. take one for fun. They're usually given to us or at least enhanced in us when we use them for God's work. So mm-hmm. unless you were then planning on moving to France and helping build the church there or something. Yeah. Then that wouldn't really there wasn't really a need for you to have the gift of tongues in that instance.
1: Yeah. I've definitely heard from people that were foreign speaking missions. That mm-hmm. it was easier for them, mm-hmm. but I've also heard from ones that went on missions where they spoke another language. It was still super hard for them. So, sure. but they have to. It's not like it just magically clicks.
0: Everybody gets it, yeah. and then
1: you just, oh, I know this language now. I think you still have to put in a tremendous amount of effort,
0: right? And exercise in most faith. cases, and maybe just have a, you know, it's we know of spiritual gifts. Not every gift is given to everyone, so it, you might just some of people might just not, uh huh, have that as part of their spiritual gift. Yeah, and so it's there's, true. it's not even a matter of them not working hard enough or not having enough faith. It's just mm-hmm. not theirs to have. Yeah. Which makes it even more amazing and beautiful when it does happen.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Well, we don't have a whole lot to say about that because we don't have as much personal experience, but I'm glad it exists. Mm-hmm. And we've, like I say, we've benefited from it in direct ways and indirect ways as the kingdom has been built.
1: Mm-hmm. And I have, I've heard, I don't know where, I can't remember where I heard yeah. it, but like that once you've learned a language, I think it was referring to like missionaries who returned. Mm-hmm. If you continue to read the book of Mormon and like the scriptures in that language, you would be able to retain the language really well. Right.
2: Yeah. So heard
0: that I can't
1: remember where I heard it, but it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Because you would be having a... the
1: spirit with you and you would be right. studying the words. And that's
0: a <laughs> gift. That's a beautiful gift to be able to retain that if that was something you wanted. Yeah. I've been able to retain my Southern dialect very well I know. for future use when we move back to the South. So there you go. There's my spiritual gift.
1: Are you going to find out if the people that live where we're living? <laughs> Northwest <laughs>
0: Arkansas talk the same as Southern Georgians. Yeah. I'm sure Before it's similar enough. you bring enough.
1: it out, could you please just...
0: So like, hello, son? I'm like... Yeah, I've been dang. I was flying 100 miles an hour down that freeway. I didn't even know. I couldn't even see where they were going. What is wrong with you? You just talk to them. Reginald, get in here. Reginald, this boy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they're more like posh Civil War type southerners. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's where the Reginald came yeah. from. Yeah, fancy. <laughs>
1: Maybe once again, just <laughs> let them talk first, and then go off of that.
0: <laughs> they'll just be excited and not hear me go
1: dude yeah. are we
0: surfing, Whoa, bruh. So they all assume californians talk like
1: the people we know do a lot of them talk that way i know
0: so i said they'll be relieved that i'm not talking yeah. that way. no all that's right. a real way of talking yep. sorry prophecy stop, stop. Stop. how have you benefited from or experienced prophecy
1: in every
2: way.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like every how time. Am I not. <laughs> I mean, for one example, is just anytime that the prophets speak at conference, just as one specific example. Yeah. Anytime they like ask you to do anything, if you do it, it's amazing. It is. The results are amazing. It
0: is. They know what promised blessings we need and when they offer them and we act according to that. Mm hmm we we were able to receive them mm-hmm. and what's weird or i guess not weird but interesting is how you can like i've had times in my life where i've listened to an entire weekend of conference uh-huh. and not picked up a single challenge and promised blessing uh-huh. and then i've had times where i was looking for those mm-hmm. and there were you know dozens yeah contained in them so um Prophecy really is something you benefit from if you're seeking it and seeking it with real intent. Like, I'm going to act on whatever prophecy I receive, whether it's in the time, like, from conference or you're going back and reading from the scriptures, previously recorded Mm -hmm. prophecy.
1: I mean, there's specific times when it's, like, all prophecy, they say, you need to do this, like, this big thing. Yeah. And then there's other times where they suggest, like... Well, like a couple of years ago when president Nelson asked, I think in the women's session
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, for all the women to do a few different things. And one of them was to read the book of Mormon before the end of the year. Yep. It was in October. Yeah. So I gave like two and a half months or something like that to read it. And then that, uh, so then at first I was like, there's no way I can do that. I complained a little bit, not like yeah. I didn't want to, it just, no, it just
2: I was impossible. really busy at the time yeah.
1: and I didn't have any extra free time. And then I was like, maybe i could listen to it out loud and i was like i can't do that i have tiny kids they're never quiet Mm -hmm. and so then i just decided to try it and somehow for like that half an hour every day that i listened to it our kids were like mostly quiet they would be good every day and i made it through that's awesome and uh i honestly did not think i was going to be able to i even delayed like by a a few weeks because i was like discouraged like i remember that yeah anyway That was really cool. And then tons of great blessings came from that. Like I felt like I was way more in tune with the spirit and I could do a lot better with everything I was struggling with.
0: So I'm trying to think in my mind how, because the next one is revelation, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to think how prophecy and revelation are similar and different. So Mm,
1: that's a good point. Help
0: me with this. If prophecy is revealing things and events that haven't occurred, but that will occur Mm -hmm. and revelation is revealing truths that have been hidden, but Mm -hmm. yet to be exposed or revealed. Yeah. So
1: that's probably more like along the lines of what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'm not, I don't know. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think like I, I, when I think of prophecy, it's, I think of like warnings and, and, Um, so it does fall under that because that, that, if I remember correctly, the Book of Mormon one still had like a promise. It
1: did. I Blessing. Was, I just I remember don't remember what was part. attached.
0: but I know. Yeah. And it's just like when President Nelson said that, you know, we won't be able to survive spiritually without the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that were given that are warnings for things to come. Mm-hmm. Um, same with come follow me. You know, everyone... When that first happened and people were like, oh, that's kind of cool. Home mm-hmm. church.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, more of a big it at one. home.
0: That's quaint. And then 2020 came and everyone was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. But, you know, those are the things that if you weren't receiving it, you wouldn't have seen the blessing. Like, uh-huh. I'm sure there were plenty of people who said, sweet two-hour church. Mm-hmm. Now I have more time to do what I want on Sundays. Yeah. And never cracked come follow me manuals open, never cracked open the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they were not in awe during 2020 about anything. They were just like, sweet, I got to go play video games or surf a Mm -hmm. little extra. Well, at least here, whatever people do in Iowa, their equivalent (laughs) of surfing. (laughs) 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 So I think it's a, it's a matter of um, like prophecy. When you receive the prophecy, then you recognize it as prophecy as it is fulfilled Mm -hmm. if you ignore it you're not necessarily even going to recognize that it was prophecy Mm -hmm. and then revelation that can be church-wide or personal yeah and we've definitely benefited from both oh yeah but first we're going to take a quick intermission because our little cranky baby is crying out always waking up all right everybody talk to you again in a bit Okay, so we were talking about prophecy and revelation. Mm -hmm. And I believe we were talking about or about to talk about how revelation, we benefit from personal revelation and revelation to the church. Mm -hmm. I think believing in revelation to the church, while it's super important Mm -hmm. and crucial, is less novel than or revolutionary than believing in personal revelation Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of churches are based around the church gets to decide what god wants and then you just kind of go to church to hear it Mm -hmm. but you don't participate in it Mm -hmm. and we believe that the church is directed by a prophet that speaks for god and so we don't definitely don't think we can receive like You know, there's people who are like, ah, the spirit is what leads me. And if the spirit that tells me disagrees with what the apostles say, then I trust the spirit. We don't believe in that, Mm -hmm. but we do believe that you have a right to receive your own confirmation of truth Uh and that you receive revelation for your own sphere of responsibility. Mm -hmm. So it's an active process. You don't only just go on Sunday and hear what someone else says. Mm -hmm. You ideally throughout the week are hearing what the Lord's will is or mind is for you in your life. Yeah. Which is pretty remarkable.
1: It is. People like to, these days at least, like to try to blur that line a lot. I think it's gotten to be like a popular thing to do almost. Just to be like, oh, I don't really believe what they say um, as far as like the prophets. apostles
0: and prophets.
1: Mm -hmm. I just believe what I think is the truth. And they're kind of just conning themselves out of their (laughs) blessings basically and they're Eternal salvation.
0: And and it used to be that people would either like quietly question it mm-hmm. or would try to nuance the heck out of it. So it was like, mm-hmm. well, what President Nelson really meant by this statement mm-hmm. was, but with this latest example of um, Elder Holland's mm-hmm. talk, people are just outright rebelling, just flat yeah. out saying, I don't believe that he represents the church. I don't believe he represents God. And what he's saying is damaging to the church or it uh-huh. goes against God, the God I believe in, the God uh-huh. I know. Like imagine letting yourself get to the point where instead of understanding and knowing that the revelation for the church comes through prophets seers and revelators and you were just talking about the other day you're like Mm -hmm. we sustain all of them as prophets seers and revelators Uh there's the prophet and president of the church Mm -hmm. but we sustain every apostle and the first presidency as prophets seers and revelators so if they speak They're speaking, not every single thing they say, if they're at Costco and they say, looks like rain, that doesn't mean Mm, that that they're- That was a
1: prophecy. Yes, Yes, it's about to rain.
0: They're making conversation. But when they're speaking at a specific public (sighs) event, speaking from the pulpit, speaking at a conference or something where they've prepared remarks, they've Mm -hmm. thought about what they're presenting to an audience- then yes, you can take that as good as them representing the Lord because he has called them to represent. Him. I agree. Anyway, so all that to say, if people get so far into their own beliefs that they can then excuse what the prophets say as false or as incomplete or inadequate, well, then what's the point of having revelation for the church? Mm-hmm. Like, then then you... the. Con- natural consequence to that is the whatever we said last week like forty five thousand different denominations mm-hmm. like everyone just go your own way
1: just, yeah what's the point? find your flavor i agree there's
0: no tr- there's no universal truth so it doesn't matter believe whatever
1: mm-hmm. anyway i just find i find it hard to understand wanting to Belong to a church that you don't believe in what it's (laughs) the basic things that it stands for. You know, like.
0: Yeah. It's like getting a subscription to Omaha Steaks and being a vegetarian. Yeah.
1: I just, I'm, I'm not saying just, oh, just go leave or whatever, but I'm like, but figure it out. Yeah. Because that is a basic thing that's like a foundational principle of our church is that we believe in prophecy And And the prophet and and the apostles as prophets are speaking for God. Yeah. That's what they're doing. So you don't get to say, oh, I didn't like what that one said. So that wasn't from God.
0: We mean we shouldn't be a cafeteria, (laughs) air quotes, (laughs) Mormon?
1: Yes. It's just, it's frustrating (laughs) to me to, I don't know what your stake or interest in the gospel is if you don't believe in the yeah parts of it you just like little pieces of it i guess i don't
0: know i like the credibility Mm -hmm. you like the credibility that it brings you you've left in your heart but Mm -hmm. you don't leave officially because you like the credibility that being a progressive member (laughs) that gets that attention gives you um and with some i honestly think that they're they've they're so delusional they've convinced themselves that the church is like any other man made organization, and that their democratic pressure mm-hmm. will cause the change that they want to see. Like, mm-hmm. if they just write enough angry tweets or throw enough temper tantrums on church property, the brethren will waken up, uh, you know, I mean, wake up to their point of view uh-huh. and say, Oh, we just had it all wrong. We we're misinformed. Yeah. We're prophets, seers, and revelators. We've been in the church for longer than these people have been alive but we just didn't see it their way. And now we do. And now yeah. we'll change what God says.
1: Exactly. That's not how they actually be.
0: believe that that's just a, a change that we're waiting to have happen.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember when I was uh, either early twenties or else uh, even a teenager, maybe there was, well, it must've been twenties because it was when prop eight in California was happening. It was a mm-hmm. gay marriage uh, thing that was on the ballot. And mm-hmm. um, we were like, I don't remember where we asked to try and campaign. Yes, this. I oh, thought so. I remember very
0: that. formal, official through church channels. Yeah, teamed up with the coalition to oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was like the coalition to support and protect families, and mm-hmm. it was like I think most major denominations were involved in it. Mm-hmm. It was like a statewide coalition, yeah, okay. but the church was formally part of it okay and yeah we were asked to not only vote yes on mm-hmm. prop eight but given banners and yard signs mm-hmm. and little tracts and stuff to hand out and yeah. ask to do anything we could to support the cause and yeah table and stuff yeah anyway, anyway so yeah, yeah
1: i thought it was a formal thing i was trying to remember yeah. back to it. i remember some people in our ward went to another uh church one sunday and when they went there to introduce themselves as visitors, they stood up and said, we're Mormons that are against propate. That was their introduction. And everyone clapped for them. And then they came back to our ward and told us all about, like, we were supposed to be, like, yeah. I don't know, embarrassed. or
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just to shame you. Yeah,
1: to shame us. And I remember thinking how awful that was.
0: I went in. To that great and spacious building, and I told them <laughs> I about your fruit that you're eating, <laughs> they and they it. laughed. and I know,
1: they pointed it was funny anyway. I just remember being like, Huh, oh, that's even as a younger person yeah. at that time, thinking that's not what you're supposed to be doing, right? And uh, I know at least some of them have left the church, yeah, at this point, but yeah, they weren't in
0: it. You have to sustain. The prophets, seers, and revelators, if you believe in prophecy mm-hmm. and revelation, that's all there is to mm-hmm. it. We're, it. It can't be halfway. They can't just be kind of good at getting it right sometimes. Mm-hmm. They either are the Lord's mouthpiece or they're absolutely not. And you should just not even give them any the time of day. Mm-hmm. It's not like I just listen when I, when I feel good and I feel comfy mm-hmm. by what they say. Mm-hmm. And when I don't, I have to go whine about it.
1: Yeah, I remember even at that time, um, myself feeling conflicted about that. Yeah, Um, I'll be honest; it was just it was a harder one for me because I was more of—I had friends that were a part of that gay community at the time. It wasn't all the stuff it is now, but
2: right. Um,
0: back when it was just the LG, it was just the gay community
1: <laughs> that didn't have as many acronym letters, but anyway, so I was conflicted about that. I didn't know what, what I wanted to do about it. Yeah. And uh, then when they were so explicit about it, I prayed about it Yeah. and felt like, yeah, that's what I should do. I should vote for it. But, yeah. Yeah. It was.
0: Yeah, that was a pivotal time for me, not too. Not an easy one for me. I ended up tabling for it at my local col- junior college. Yeah. And um, got tons of flack for it. Like, yeah. it's a very liberal college. And even in those days, like, that college in California yeah. was probably as liberal as, like, most campuses not in California are today. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of the things that were celebrated and tolerated even then. Yeah. Um. So... I had, you know, people s- screaming at me, obscenities getting in my face and yelling at me, ripping the banner off my table. Yeah. Ripping the, you know, throwing the like as they went by, throwing the tracks onto the floor and shouting yeah. at me. Yeah. The 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 common phrase at the time was no on hate. Yeah. That was the That's right. <laughs> the <laughs> counter. I that. So that was their favorite to like come and shout at me, no on hate. <laughs> which was ironic
2: this
0: one guy i remember this one guy he rode his bike by uh-huh. he clearly had it planned out he rode his bike <laughs> by and then grabbed the banner to rip it off oh, no. and shout no on on hate as yeah. he went but he either oh, wasn't no. going fast enough or we just had it taped on too well so he's all like no on hate and then he like had to stop like you know he put his feet down and stop because he was still holding it but it wasn't ripping <laughs> off <laughs> And then he just, like, threw it down all mad and started oh, pedaling again. No. I was like, yeah, but that was way cooler in your head, buddy. Yeah. That's <laughs> Good you for mean. you. on trying now. Anyway. Anyway, so, uh where are we now? Visions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unless you had anything else about revelation or prophecy. No, I think,
2: yeah. yeah. We've talked we about a lot of, pro- yeah. like,
1: those things, personal revelation stuff in the right. past, so.
0: Yeah, we definitely uh, are at a turning point when it comes to sustaining the prophets, seers, and revelators in the church, though. Like, people are just comfortable coming out in open rebellion against them and pretending that they, Mm -hmm. the apostles and prophets, are out of step with God. Mm -hmm. And some goober with three followers on Twitter has to be the one who knows better. Yeah, Um, Visions is a cool one because... Without getting into any specifics, obviously, we've benefited from that as a church. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely had experiences that were visionary, like mm-hmm. where I've been blessed to see things with more clarity or to, to perceive things mm-hmm. um, before they were to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a gift that's referenced in my patriarchal Blessing. It's a gift that I experienced as a kid in some really specific and unique Mm -hmm. and distinct ways that I think was like Heavenly Father alerting me that that was something I could do Mm -hmm. so that throughout my teenage years and since it could be something that I would seek out more when I was trying to understand things or trying to receive. So that one's actually – I'm really excited to have that gift and that blessing and and very much Mm -hmm. believe in that. And I think God – wants to show us Mm -hmm. he wants to give us visions i think it just really comes down to seeking them
1: yeah so i was gonna ask you like do you feel like you receive them more often when you're like more spiritually minded in general or it's just when you need them and you're seeking them out
0: it's a hundred percent when i'm more spiritually minded Mm -hmm. there's a direct correlation between how I'm living my life Mm -hmm. and how much that stuff comes through.
1: Yeah. I mean, figurative.
0: And it's, yeah, it's almost to the point where like, I don't want to trivialize it, but it's almost to the point where like, even insignificant things, God can't withhold them or has no need to withhold them or what, I I don't Mm -hmm. know how to word that, but they're not withheld when I'm living closer to the spirit. Mm -hmm. So I'll have, I'll regularly have, Like the word I use is premonitions, but I'll envision an entire conversation Mm -hmm. like in a moment, I'll perceive like what someone's going to say, like that I'm going to see someone, what Mm -hmm. they're going to say, and then thoughts will be brought to my mind of what I can say to them to help them. Mm -hmm. And then it'll play out exactly the way that I envisioned it, where it's like, They come to me and I had no reason to think that that person would, Uh you know, that I would interact with them or that they would come to me with that thing or, Mm -hmm. and it, like I say, like, again, not to trivialize it, but it often is in fairly insignificant ways. Like, Uh it's not like this person is going to come and tell you that they're (laughs) about to commit suicide and you're going to talk them off the ledge. Yeah, It's usually like, they're going to say this and you're going to be able to, you know, dodge this problem this way or Mm -hmm. you're gonna tell them this and it will help and then when it happens like it's almost amusing to me because i'm like oh i know exactly what they're gonna say funny (laughs) i know what i can say to this so again it's it's hard you know i don't want to be too specific because it's it's more sacred and personal but yeah um as i've refined that more i've definitely been able to when i am living close to the spirit um then increase or enhance what I'm able to perceive when I want something more mm-hmm. specific mm-hmm. or there's been like more momentous things that I've been able to perceive Yeah, when I wasn't seeking it, but I was living close enough and it was stuff that I needed. So like uh-huh. dreams that I've had Yeah, where when I woke up, I knew that it was not just from my mind, that it was from God and recorded it. Uh-huh. And then things that related after the fact, made perfect sense because I had the dream, like it, uh-huh. it related back. So I think that it's something that, um, you know, you hear like prophets and apostles talk about more large scale visions, like visions that relate to the whole church uh-huh. and how, you know, they kind of had to get used to the experience or, or cultivate it more. I think when I'm an old man, I'll have way more interesting things revealed to me than I do now. Cause yeah. I'm still, I struggle to live close to the spirit, frankly, like that's Mm -hmm. not just doesn't come naturally to me. Uh I get angry and I have unclean thoughts and I have, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
0: distracted thoughts. And I like all of the things that can offend the spirit are a struggle still. Um, But I think the more that I get used to that, I think the more that God will be able to reveal. So it's exciting. I love that promise. That's really cool. Anyway. Yes. That's more of like a
1: spiritual gift that you have. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I absolutely think that that is a, is a gift that I have. And while I've never been able to experience the gift of tongues, this is one, like I say, since childhood, like uh-huh. times where I specifically saw something happening before it happened. Mm-hmm. And then it played out almost like yeah. you experienced deja vu, but uh-huh. with the real life actions of other people that I had no control over. Yeah, that's um, cool. So it's important to remember that some of these, you know, all of them are available to all, mm-hmm. all of them are real. Not all of them are going to necessarily be needed in everyone's life. Mm-hmm. So you're given the ones that most apply to you. Yeah.
1: Cause I probably could count on like one hand times when I felt like I had anything close to a vision. So yeah. It's a rare thing for me more.
0: Yeah. But but you have tons of other spiritual gifts. I have which, other, yeah, those are just not one of my spiritual yeah, which is, that's gifts. The and interesting those were thing. the ones
1: that I've had were in like specific times when I really needed them.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. So, so I think everybody probably has some experience mm-hmm. with every spiritual gift, but it's the ones that are like the more prominent that are mm-hmm. you know yours that you, you get to rely on. Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously goes without saying first vision. Yes. Millions of other visions since mm-hmm. we greatly benefit from the gift of visions. Yeah. And the world doesn't really, I mean, they're closest that they come to this is like soothsayer and people uh-huh. wizard crap of like, mm-hmm. you know, tarot card reading and psychics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Or if you get, you know, into more like the religious realm, you will get people who will, you know, make claims of, seeing in vision, you know this or that, but for the most part it doesn't ever seem to reveal anything that
1: well yeah it's concrete
0: like it always feels like a parlor trick and yeah kind of doesn't last.
1: Yeah. Because while we can be influenced by like heavenly father, we can also be influenced in other ways by satan as well. Yeah. So that's important to Keep in mind too, with like people who may claim to have visions, right? That aren't necessarily. If you get
0: out a Ouija board with your friends, you might feel something, <laughs> yeah. but it's not from God. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's real powers in, in on both sides. Yeah. So you're going to. You're going to be encountering things that. May be visceral, but not spiritual, mm-hmm. not God's. Spirit, but you'll
1: always know by the way it feels what <laughs> you're getting
0: right right you if you
1: pay feel attention. the same is way it about a vision from god, it, god and a yes influence of yeah. The adversary
0: yeah i just mean yeah like the people who there are i think people who can like you know i i wasn't there i don't know but in times in in the scriptures like where miracles or seeming miracles were performed by mm-hmm. you know false priests and things mm-hmm. like that um There's no reason to believe that that wasn't done by the priesthoods and powers of darkness versus Mm -hmm. the priesthood of God. It just was power only over the temporal, for Uh, one thing. uh God has power over spiritual and temporal. Mm -hmm. And it was to glorify Satan, not to glorify God, which everything that the priesthood of God and the spirit are used for is to glorify god mm-hmm. so it's yeah if you're if you have that lens it's easy to tell the distinction yeah for sure all right anything else about visions i don't think so okay healing we definitely believe in that oh yeah that's like one of the few things people ever think the priesthood yeah can do <laughs> true. which kind of irks me it's one of my pet peeves yeah people are like yeah we have the priesthood you know like You can get blessings. I'm like, dude, that's like saying I have a Mercedes Mm It has some really nice back seats with seat warmers or something. Like Mm -hmm. you're talking about a tiny little, and I'm not saying that that's unimportant. Uh Priesthood blessings aren't important, but priesthood power allows you to do so many things. And men and women have priesthood power, especially when they've been to the temple. Mm -hmm. And we only ever talk about the priesthood. Like it's for setting apart for callings, Mm And giving some priesthood blessings every once in a while when someone twists your arm and asks you to.
1: Yeah, I guess that's just because there's the more common, like you experience those a lot. Sure. Like you you get set apart for every calling, except in our wards sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. um. And you never get released. Anyway.
1: <laughs> um Tangent. Yes. True story um, from so Sunday. that happens a lot where you just are set apart for calling so then it makes an impression on you because it does make a difference or That's like true. blessings same thing except for for me when we got married I would like never ask you for blessings for things even now yeah. you will always have you'll have to come to me and say would you like a blessing for right. that because in our family my family growing up we didn't really ask for blessings yeah when we were sick hmm. every once in a while my dad would would offer one from what I remember. I, but I don't remember being like regularly, like if you were sick or like if you're extra sick or like, we just never asked for them. We'd get a father's yeah. blessing at the beginning of school every year. Right. That I remember. But, and so then I never,
0: it's, yeah, it's I like that, never like, ask, does it ask you for them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you always yeah. have
1: to bring it up because it's just, you know, 30 years of habits before yeah. that.
0: <laughs> so do you think it harmed your faith in them? Like, do you think, it's a I matter of know. you don't believe that they'll do. No, it's not. Or is it more just that that you don't think they're as necessary and they should be reserved for. I mean, that's for... part of,
1: I guess, faith. I don't.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I I I'm not judging. I'm asking. I, is, I yes.
1: I guess before, like maybe when we were first married, around those first few years, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know that I had like a super strong testimony of priesthood blessings mm-hmm. healing wise. Mm-hmm. I knew that they would work. So yeah. and like in a sense, but it's not something I'd be like. If I have a blessing, I could be healed from this. Right. And I guess that's something I still struggle with a little bit, but not not as much since we've had more experiences with it where it has yeah. helped heal us.
0: And then I come from a family that yeah, i was sitting opposite. here trying not to smirk when you're talking <laughs> about you're that. That's why you're smiling. That's why I'm smiling oh, over here because <laughs> they're like, anytime anything happens. They want a priesthood blessing. And I'm the, I was for many years was the only priesthood holder for a while, one of two, but the other one was kind of not really Mm -hmm. that into the church. And then only recently I have a couple more, but my mom and my sister are like almost to the point of being humorous, which I try not to mock or be rude or disrespectful because fine, but. Like, my sister literally just a couple weeks ago sends me a message Go to mom's house and give her a blessing. She hurt her finger.
1: <laughs> that's the, whole, whole that's
0: message. the middle of your day at work. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's the middle of a work day. I'm like, uh, more context would be nice.
1: <laughs> Is it like then, severed? Yeah, <laughs> then
0: like an hour later, a message comes through from my mom. Your sister said she called or she t- messaged you to tell you to come give me a blessing. You don't need to. It's okay. My finger's fine. I just pinched it on some wood. Pinched it on some wood. <laughs> At the knuckle.
1: <laughs> oh, it sounds mean. Me.
0: Which <laughs> it's fine. If you want a priest of blessing for that, that's
2: yeah.
0: fine. Yes. But my point being, it's the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, the end where of, like, other end of it. They yeah. have such faith in priest of blessing. Uh-huh. And they'll tell everyone to get uh-huh. a priest of blessing. And they'll harass you anytime you're sick, with a cold, yeah. with anything. Did you get a priest of blessing? Yeah. You need to get a blessing. They'll like tell people that aren't members of the church, like that they need to get like, they're very yeah gung ho on it. So yeah, it's interesting. Like
1: a couple weeks ago, your mom and I had the same exact affliction. Like she got some spider bites on her. Yeah, she had you come immediately over and give her a blessing. Yeah, and I was like, I have spider bites on my leg. I've had them for like a week. (laughs) I didn't ever ask. I never thought of that. So just as an example of like difference. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) And then she came over. She's like, "Oh, what's on?" You're like, i some spider bite." She's like, "I have those too." I was like, "I know." <laughs> yeah, I just
0: don't ask me funny. if I asked Todd Please to give don't. Me a I know I was almost worried that she was going to
1: ask me. <laughs> so,
0: I think the the belief in blessings, um, in general, or in healing through mm-hmm. the power of the priesthood, is really unique, though. Um because there are people who believe in faith healing through prayer mm-hmm. that's more common in a lot of denominations mm-hmm. you know i'll pray for you I'll, I'll pray over you yeah um but to actually have like the the specific ordinance of a priesthood blessing mm-hmm. of healing is really unique and and great um we're gonna have I to agree. do like a it's third huge. recording if we're gonna Shoot. get through all of this this Aww. is a super long episode we that's thought okay. it was gonna be really short <laughs> i know we're enjoying it though it's good um okay well let's pause real quick and then I can I'll have a story relating to this okay all right so I think it's important to have the faith in the power of the priesthood and understand the right source of healing because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of worldly solutions and remedies to things that I think if you really trusted the power of healing and the power of the priesthood you wouldn't Number one, you wouldn't fear as much as people fear in terms of death and physical health and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't waste as much time and money and energy on these false mm-hmm. hopes of living longer, having, mm-hmm. you know, younger, blank, mm-hmm. whatever the deal is. Because um, there's gimmicks, there's tons of gimmicks out there. Mm-hmm. But one of my more humorous stories related to this <laughs> is when. Um, our neighbor. So, those of you who are long-time listeners, the neighbor who <laughs> yelled at us to keep it down out here, <laughs> um, and uh, was kind of a high-strung kind of guy. He, not surprisingly, was dirt biking and not being safe and trying to show off, and had a pretty bad accident. Mm-hmm. And got like a huge gash in his bald head. I don't know why I had to (laughs) say bald just because it was funny. We'd always laugh. (laughs) laugh. Oh, no, it was bald heads walking through the hallway. (laughs) It was shaved bald. I'm not being rude. My hair is thinning. No judgment. You're allowed to make the jokes. I'm allowed to make the jokes. I'm also part Mexican, so I'm going to make some racist jokes too if I feel like it. (laughs) So... (laughs) About Mexicans, no, not Filipinos or anyone else.
1: All right, well, I don't, I'm not okay. Racist is
0: in air quotes,
1: (laughs) not actually racist, I know,
0: just racist by California (laughs) standards. I know, anyway, I'm on a tangent. Okay, Okay. so the dude got hit, hurt on his head, had a huge gash. So he asked his home teacher to come give him a priesthood blessing. Naturally, because I was next door, he asked me if I would join in. So his home teacher comes over. We administer the blessing. Soon as the blessing ends, his home teacher, who also happened to be a essential oils salesman Mm -hmm. by, by quote unquote profession. I don't call that a profession, but fine. (laughs) He whips out this bottle of whatever the one was for healing Mm -hmm. essential oils. And is like, no, if you really want the, Wound to heal and not leave a scar, <laughs> you would need to use some of this, <laughs> you know, whatever they're ridiculous name, Scargon. Yeah. um And then he's like showing him like a scar, or some, I can't remember where his scar was. was oh, like own. showing his scar, like, look, you can barely see it because I put it on there. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, I gotta put it on. I'm gonna put it on right now. And I was just like, dude, you guys are both Melchizedek priesthood holders. We just administered a priesthood ordinance. And your first thought after that is now let's really talk about (laughs) healing. Put this oil on it.
1: Yeah. Maybe wrong choice of words
0: when it comes to, you know, and it's come up a lot with like COVID and all the debates about the vaccine. So I feel like if you really believe that the priest, the power of the priesthood can heal you and can protect you and can um, overcome any physical harm or illness according to god's will Mm -hmm. you don't need to live in fear you don't need to worry about all that stuff and maybe it'll be god's will for you to be healed Mm -hmm. and maybe it won't and maybe you'll die Mm -hmm. but it's true the power to overcome death if it's the will of god is available to us Mm -hmm. so have faith in it seek it as needed and trust if something doesn't happen like you have cancer, and you ask for a priesthood blessing, and you still die of cancer, mm-hmm. or someone you care about still dies of cancer. Mm-hmm. Then that just wasn't God's will. It doesn't mean the priesthood is yes. broken. It doesn't mean or fake needs to be shaken. It doesn't mean that the priesthood holder was unworthy or did something mm-hmm. the wrong word or whatever. Yeah, you know, President Oaks talked. I think it was President Oaks talked about like in a priesthood blessing, the least important part of it is the words of the blessing. Mm-hmm. Was that
2: him?
1: I think so.
0: Anyway, whoever it was, that was a great talk, a conference talk years ago. Um, Just pointing out that, yes, you receive a priesthood blessing of healing and there are words spoken. But that's the least important part. The Mm -hmm. most important part is the priesthood itself, the ordinance, and the faith involved Mm -hmm. in your own faith to be healed.
1: Yeah. I mean, because there will be people who hear stories about people who wanted to get a blessing from, like, the bishop rather than the home teachers because, you know, like, he would give them a better blessing. But it's the same priesthood, still the power of God, whoever is (laughs) administering it. God's not going to punish you because your home teacher wasn't the bishop or something.
0: I've I've had different times in my life where I've had to ask an unworthy, I mean, like, who I thought was not living up to their Mm -hmm. priesthood person to give me a priesthood blessing, but they were the appropriate, you know, they had the appropriate stewardship Mm -hmm. and I trusted, well, God's not going to withhold those blessings. And so I did. And it was fine. I don't, yeah, I don't think we need to get so hung up on that. It's not between you and that person and the Lord it's between you and the Lord. Yeah. He will bless. All right. Moving right along before this becomes a one-hour episode. We've not gone to one hour yet. Let's no, not make tonight the not. first time. Um, interpretation of tongues. We kind of already talked about that, but yeah. it's a cool thing. I've not really experienced it no, a lot. Me either. So, you know, so we can't really get
1: personal experience. My time to shine that.
0: was on the visions. This is one where I just don't have any personal.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but it is pretty amazing to think about the instances like especially in missionary service sites, you know, when you hear about it mm-hmm. most um, where people are able to receive messages through the spirit or understanding. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder if so, you know, every all all life is spiritual first. Mortality is temporary. Mm-hmm. If an increase of the spirit brings an increase of understanding of languages, mm-hmm. it begs the question, are languages just a mortal reality? Like in other words, when mm-hmm. we pass through the veil, will we understand any and all languages or will we communicate in a language that's common? I mean you know, there's like the mm-hmm. Adamic language, you yeah. know that like we know somewhat, but I'm just thinking, Like if there's teaching in the spirit world and there's missionary work happening beyond the veil, I wonder if one of the spiritual gifts that we have more readily available on the other side of the veil is to be able to communicate with anybody Mm. and whether that's, we all are speaking the same language or words or whether we just have the ability to understand Mm -hmm. and have the interpretation of tongues because it's not reliant on what we've learned. Yeah. I, I don't know.
1: I mean, did we, we communicated before we came here. Right.
0: Cause we so, had a war of words, a war and we, of ideas. In exactly. Heaven. We,
1: and we, we hadn't learned the languages that we learned here. Right. So we must it must all be, common, be the same.
0: Yeah. I don't and know. Do you think when you pass through the veil? Right. Do you think when you pass through the veil, you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I wasted so much time on that idiot English. You I feel like, <laughs> this is so much better. <laughs> no, I was
1: like, when you pass to the fail, you're just going to be like, hit in the face with just everything that you've forgotten.
0: Yeah, the just reality like, of it all whoa. and the familiarity of it all.
1: Yeah, it's going to be cool. really cool. Yeah, it's really exciting to think about.
0: We don't have suicidal ideation, guys, but <laughs> we do look forward to that moment.
1: It's yeah, a cool it's thing. It's just a cool thing to think about.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important, like with the interpretation of tongues, I think it's important too to know that that has very practical applications in the missionary work today. Like mm-hmm. the way that the Book of Mormon has been translated into so many languages, the way that General Conference is able to be in live in the moment translated. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't have the stats, but into so many languages, like the most ever, it keeps increasing. Mm-hmm that's a direct result of the gift of tongues because the Mm -hmm. the interpretation is being done by faithful members of the church who are put in that position to be able to give that translation. Mm -hmm. I do not believe that they got that good at translating to be able to do that without the gift of tongues, without God helping them and preparing them to be in that position. Mm -hmm. And so to us, it's easy to take it for granted because everyone's speaking English, but imagine if you're speaking some, obscure language that only like you know 10,000 people speak your dialect Mm -hmm. and now suddenly somebody is able to interpret it from general conference for your little island or whatever I don't know I'm terrible at geography I can't give real examples but you get what I'm saying
1: yeah um I was just when I was packing uh one of our shelves bookshelves the other day I have found all these copies of the Book of Mormon that were in different languages that mm-hmm. I'd collected mm-hmm. over the years. And I was, so I was talking to the kids about it. We were looking at each of the different copies to see yeah. uh, what the different languages looked like and stuff like That's that. That's cool. And so we were talking about that, talking about how cool it was that the church publications and the Book of Mormon and things like that are in tons of different languages.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know how many at this point. Yeah. And I <laughs> something think something to look up
0: it's something that will only increase and i think the rate that it increases will mm-hmm. be faster and faster as we get closer to the second coming because mm-hmm. the lord wants everyone to have a chance mm-hmm. and this is part of it is creating a way for them to hear it in the language that they'll understand it mm-hmm. and so if he has to get you know obscure languages learned by missionaries who then work for the church and translate and create literature that can be understood by those people. Mm-hmm. That's how he's going to do it. Yeah. Whatever it takes. But that's part of the gathering of Israel. And that's part of how we're going to be able to gather out from the 10 tribes, those who are the faithful and and righteous who will then build Zion. So yeah. it's cool to think about that happening now and to think about it becoming even more efficient kind of as technologies allow, as mm-hmm. um, awareness allows of, of more people um, joining in that cause. Mm-hmm.
1: Another thing I was going to mention is that the other ward in our building is like a partly in Spanish and partly in English ward. So, mm-hmm. they like, switch off, it seems like. Is yeah. Is that how they've always done it? You were yes. in that ward before.
0: Yeah. They, they have, like, every other Sunday is in English or in Spanish. Okay. And so, yeah. Because I heard them
1: singing in Spanish the other day. Yeah. and um...
0: And then whoever's not having it in their language, mm-hmm. then there's an interpreter to the side in the little booth. Oh, okay. And you can check out headphones okay. and hear it, or you can just listen and mm-hmm. start to understand it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering. what they Yeah. Were, Cause you were in that
2: ward
0: before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have the a <laughs> little headphones and then they just, they translate it to whatever the reverse is of that day. Yeah. So there's certain members who are called as the interpreter and they yeah. interpret it back and forth, which there are a lot of members in that ward who have been in it for a long time. Um, who I'd be curious what their take is on the gift of tongues. Like if yeah, they've been able to, you know, from yeah. both sides, like Spanish speaking members who uh-huh. started out Spanish only, who've been in the ward for a long time and yeah. English speaking, who were English only or English and Dutch in one family, uh-huh. in this case, great family. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I'm curious if yeah. they've been able to learn more of each other's languages over the years, just from that.
1: I would imagine so. Just yeah. if you when you hear them singing the hymns in Spanish versus yeah, English everybody's the singing. same yeah, everybody's singing the yeah. same ones, even the Dutch
0: yeah. one that heard him oh, singing.
1: Yeah. He's a really loud singer, yeah. so I can hear him singing from the mother's lounge. Yes, you can.
0: <laughs> all right. Well now we should no, uh discuss. We're gonna have the to skip the and so forth for today. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. We've done
1: and so forth apparently.
0: We, yeah, and then so <laughs> The first one was like ten minutes, and we went almost thirty, then another ten. Kind of tangency. Like a lot of minutes tonight. Yeah, but that's okay. We we gotta have those every once in a while. Yeah. Thanks for enduring. And uh, if you have any cool stories about the gift of tongues, your mm-hmm. personal experience with the gift of tongues, or interpretation of tongues, mm-hmm. share them with us. We'll maybe even talk about them on our next episode. Reference them at the beginning. Yeah. Or uh, you could share them on Twitter. Tag us. At Latterday Doofus, at Latterday Snark, send us a DM. Or since like half of you are friends with us on Facebook these days, <laughs> you could tell us there. Yeah. Which is great. True. It's true. Just funny, random people keep popping up. And I'm like, who? I'll just send them a message and be like, who are you? Do I know <laughs> you from somewhere? Like Twitter. Like, okay.
1: I know. I need to add more of the people. It just, I'm always worried they're not wanting to get doxxed. And then uh, yeah, I don't it know is, who to It is a risk, yeah. If it's anonymous people. Right. If, so if you're anonymous and you're listening, and I haven't found you on other social media. I'm not against doing that. I just, um, since I'm yeah, doxed, don't. I don't want to dox you. Right,
0: like, I don't he, friend anybody. I assume that so. it's a risk since yep. I'm by my name on Twitter. Yeah, and,
2: but you can always send if, me one yeah, if I don't know who you are. If they
0: send them. And there's a few that I still don't quite know who they are, but like a third party was all, no, they're a good one. They're good. <laughs> I am <was> like, okay. <laughs> so,
2: like, but well, what's your name on Twitter? <laughs> I know. It drives
0: me crazy. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, but just tell me. <laughs> I want to know. But that's okay. I can never remember. People change their names. They change their obvious. I true. can never get dragged. It's hard. So, oh, no, just I just people.
1: realized somebody was <laughs> on Twitter. was. I was thinking, where did that person go? Then yeah, I saw them. And I was like, I didn't notice <sighs> for like a month. <laughs> I
0: thought this was a new person. All right. We're actually trying to go to an hour. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. See you later. (laughs)